Hey everybody, this is Derek for the Grumpy Guy Show, talking about episode number 94. It's got a loophole! Recorded on Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. Tonight's topics. It's a tornado. It's handmade. It's controlled elsewhere. And it's highly processed. Stick around, it's a really good episode. Good evening everybody, welcome to the Grumpy Guy Show. I'm Derek McAllister. And I'm Ryan McAllister. So we got a packed show tonight. Got four topics, folks. <laughs> we'll see if we can get through them. But uh, I, I say that because the most accurate forecast said that it wasn't supposed to rain, but it's really, really dark out. Mm-hmm. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> but let's transition to our first topic. Number world famous transitions. Yes. And it's actually a good transition because this is about weather. Oh, what's this about? So last week I, I caught a little bit of the news, you know, and they were talking about the extreme weather where we've got tornadoes touching down all over the Midwest already, which, you know, if, yep. if I recall correctly is, is actually early for the tornado season. Hmm. Interesting. But they they were <laughs> they were showing some video from some storm chasers, and all of a sudden, whoever was holding the camera recording, oh my god, oh my god, it's a tornado! Oh my god, oh my god, get out of here, get out of here! I'm like, <laughs> you're a storm chaser. How Christ. are you surprised by this? <laughs> Just because like, it's a tornado! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like. Holy crap. And, you know, it was like a two-minute video clip that they showed. And for the entire thing, the person was freaking out. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. you're a storm chaser. This is what you do, you idiot. <laughs> I, I just, I, I I was completely baffled at it. I, I, I was like, you realize what a storm chaser is, right? I mean, you know, no, when you, when you signed up to be a storm chaser, <laughs> you chase storms. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes those unpredictable storms are going to decide to make a turn <laughs> so that you're no What's longer. Tornado? Oh my God. Yeah. So that you're no longer. The chaser. <laughs> you are the chasee. Yeah. You're the target. <laughs> run. Yeah. Run, Forrest, run. <laughs> but no, I just, I, I, I couldn't believe that. I've, you know, just seriously, if you're going to do something like chase storms, even if you're not doing it as a profession, even if you're doing it as a hobby, which I think you'd be nuts, but you know, even if you're doing it as a hobby, it's unpredictable. You know, these things they don't they don't generally go a straight line, folks. Just so you know, they they go all over the place, and anybody who's a storm chaser might want to know that. They might also want to be prepared properly by knowing all of the exits and how the hell they're going to turn around and go as fast as they can 
the other direction, while the storm is throwing two-by-fours at the back of their heads. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. You know, and I, I, I'd watched uh, something once. I, I think it was on... I think it was on Discovery about storm chasers, and they were they were showing this one group that actually designed a uh, a vehicle so that if they were to get caught, because they were prepared, they knew it could happen. <laughs> so basically, what it would do is it would deploy things that would um, cover up the the gap under the car between the car and the road. It would cover that. And then underneath there, it would actually stick some things down into the ground so that, you know, it couldn't easily be picked up. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. Obviously, these people weren't in one of those. <laughs> I'm just like, what? I, I, whatever. And the worst thing in the world is, you know, more than likely, they don't have any kind of insurance, so if something happens to them, guess who's going to pay for it? All of us taxpayers. Guess who pays for it up front, even if they have insurance? All of us taxpayers. taxpayers. You know, these thrill seekers, they've... They, we, should not, we should not be looking to rescue them. I mean, seriously. You're going to go into a storm. Sorry. You're on your own, folks. But nobody will ever go for that. And that's just me. Hmm. So, I guess that's all for that topic. Let's transition into another one. <laughs> so we were watching a, uh, a show um, last week, a food show. And they were talking yeah. about... Hmm? Thought you were going to say something. No, I just said, yep. No. Well, I'll give you a yep. You weren't there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're always watching a food show. Yeah, that's about the only thing that's interesting. Not really, but it's Mm. the easiest thing that you can find something interesting. Yep. How's that? You know, without all these other people saying, oh, you have to watch this. Yeah. Oh, God. Those are the worst. Yeah, somebody says, oh, you have to watch this. I start thinking, okay, so no, I, have I, don't. To, I have to avoid that. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, we were watching a food show. and As I, you always are. I don't recall the name of it. Um, mm-hmm. It might have been, uh, it might have been a snack one. What was it? Snack on this or something like that. I don't know, but they were they were talking about this one this one lady and and um, you know she's famous for her chocolate or something like that, you know. And they're they're talking about about her and what she does and you know she's she's doing like some funky flavors and everything. And I was like, that'd be kind of neat to try, but you know I'm not going out to I think it was Chicago or Cleveland, someplace out that way. I'm not going there just to try these these chocolates. And so they're going through describing everything. And say, and she makes all of her chocolates by hand. And every single chocolate that they showed being made was being done by a machine. 
I'm like, yeah, that doesn't seem hey. handmade to me. Yeah, you know, literally all they did is they pick up a tray and put it in the machine. The machine would pour chocolate, measure, uh, you know, obviously measured amounts of chocolate into the tray. Then they would, then it would move it off to the side, and they would put another one in, and it would pour measured amounts of chocolate in. Then they'd put the two pieces together, walk it over to another machine, attach it to this other machine that just spun it around so that it would create a hollow ball. And I'm like, how is that handmade? handmade. Hmm. Interesting. So because she's famous, she gets to call it whatever she wants, where if somebody else were to say, this is handmade chocolate and actually make it by hand, somebody's going to look at it and say, oh yeah, sure it is. It's made by the machine, just like that lady did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, seriously, don't call it Famous handmade. Famous people can make excuses that us normal people can't. Yeah, don't don't call it handmade if it's not actually handmade. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, just call it what it is: chocolate. You know, it's not like it's not like anybody sitting there holding a pan, heating chocolate over, you know, and stirring it mm-hmm. by hand while it melts. No, no, they're not doing that. No, nobody's doing that. It's all machines now. Yeah. You know, and the concept of, of handmade is, is when it comes to chocolate, isn't so much that you're doing that. It's it's that you're actually dipping the filling into the chocolate or whatever. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I get that. But calling it handmade when the only hands involved are putting the chocolate in so the machine can stir it and melt it. And then taking it out. Yeah. There was so little handmade about that. It wasn't even funny. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was just like. I'm sure it was. No, it was annoying. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I have to laugh at a lot of these shows because, oh, she's the best in the world. Well, really? She uses machines. Well, it's it's not even that. You know, they, they every time they and talk about she advertises about somebody, it as handmade. I don't think it was her that was advertising it that way. I think it was the show stating that it was all handmade. Uh, of course, it's very possible that she told the show that it's all handmade. Mm-hmm. But... It's not. Yeah. You know what it was? It was it was one of those chocolate bombs, and mm. <laughs> you're, you know your mother's like, yeah, those things suck. <laughs> not enough chocolate. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll take your word for it. I'm too cheap. <laughs> she can't even have chocolate. What's she complaining about? Yeah, but well. She she's had some white. Does the white bombs. chocolate version not have enough white chocolate in it? No, because part of it's because you the ball is usually so large because they want to put marshmallows in it to make it fancy and special. So mm. the ball is so large, you have to use a huge cup just to get it to melt. Which means mm-hmm. you've got too much milk in there for the amount of chocolate they're giving you. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know, it's just like. Yeah, I got better yeah. things to spend my money on. Thanks. Because <laughs> you're cheap. Yeah, I'm cheap, and I actually like things that have flavor. I don't want to, you know, 
what's the point of going and buying? I mean, most of these chocolate balls cost like six bucks. So you go and you, you spend six bucks. And then just to have it actually taste like chocolate, you have to go and use the hot chocolate mix anyhow. I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of makes it pointless. You know, so now instead of spending 50 cents for two packets of hot chocolate mix and water, now you're spending $7 for the stupid hot chocolate ball and you've got to use milk with it in a large quantity of milk. Yeah, it's like, come on. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I mean, I I like hot chocolate once in a while, Mm -hmm. but... I don't know. I like it on especially cold days. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's other especially times after I I've like been it, in the cold. There's there's other times I like it, but you know, it's just like it's not worth seven bucks. I mean, especially you can go to no, not at all. You can go to like Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts and and get one that's already fully made for you know five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better deal. Oh, but I didn't get to watch the chocolate melt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you go right ahead and do that then. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. Have fun. I'll, I'll I'll save I'll save all my money and you know just spend fifty cents on the two hot chocolate packets and. <laughs> the water. <laughs> and, and have something that tastes just as good. <laughs> Or there, there's uh, Alton Brown on, on one of his, um, I think it was Good Eats The Return. Uh, he he actually made hot cocoa mix. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really that difficult to do. You use, it's, I mean, you can obviously look it up, but the basics are you use um, chocolate powder, the Dutch processed cocoa, which is basically yep. powdered powdered chocolate and sugar and uh, uh, non-dairy dry milk or maybe it's dairy. I don't know. Dry milk. That's it. You mix that together. You mix that together and then it's just like the stuff that you're buying in the packets. My thing is. For 50 cents. Yeah. You know, and I mean, obviously it can be cheaper doing it that way because you know you're buying all the stuff and you know the quality of the stuff where you know, even even if you're talking the big brand swiss miss they're still finding the cheapest stuff out there they're not they're not using super high quality ingredients you know yeah. they're looking to make a big profit where if you go and you buy specific types of dutch processed cocoa you know you're you're gonna know what's in there so I don't know. But, you know, if you buy it in large enough quantities, of course you can save money. It's just like a restaurant. I mean, you look at McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. Their their burgers are relatively cheap. But even as cheap as they are, you can make them cheaper. You and know? probably better. Yeah, and and I mean, especially when you're talking about Burger King, because they don't do anything really, really special, you know. There's a seasoning on the meat, but that's about it. And that it's not really that difficult to replicate it, you know. 
and a lot of people have. Yeah. And there's there's actually a guy he had several cookbooks. We've got we've got at least one of them where that's all he did is he went through and he recreated things. And one of the things he did was actually the Whopper. And sure, if you're making just one sandwich, it's going to be more expensive. But once you get up to I think it was like six sandwiches. Now suddenly you're making them for less than what it costs to buy a Whopper. And you can feed a whole party. Yeah. You know, so of six people. So yeah, if you you buy, you know, you buy in in bulk enough as far as the Dutch processed cocoa. You know, that actually gonna, reminds me money. of a guy on YouTube who actually improves upon fast food recipes using his own culinary knowledge. I wonder if it's the same person. Todd Wilbur? I think that's his name. Nope. Yeah. This guy's Joshua Weissman. Huh. He's done the Whopper, and he's even improved on some candy bars, too. Yeah. Interesting. Also, other types of snacks like Doritos and Cheez-Its, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, well, the, the uh, iced tea that we make is um, based off of... So Todd uh, Todd Wilbur did a uh, Snapple iced tea. Mm. And the way that we make our iced tea is based off of that. The only difference oh. is he poured he poured it over ice. And to me, you know, I don't like I don't like it thinned out. I like really strong tea, so we yep. don't pour it over ice. We just chill it. And uh you know, it's I've done it with some different teas and you know, I've, I've made some really good teas based off of that, you know, hmm. but I don't know. He's, he did a, a bunch of interesting things. I can't remember what, what we've tried. You have, you'd have to ask your mother. She could tell you, but we've tried a few yeah. things in there. You know, it's, he actually had a show for a while, but it was, uh, it was very obvious that, you know, yep. it was completely made up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the the ideas in the show were were real. You know, a lot of what he did was to find out ingredients was dumpster diving. You know, mm. he he'd go in and he'd pull the ingredient label off of things, and he'd go back and start playing around with it. You know, but the the place the place where the secrets are really hidden is in. Uh, oh. They can they can say spices. They don't have to list out the individual spices. They can just say spices, and that's where that's where all the secret is. But that's where that's where uh, <laughs> we learned that KFC's eleven herbs and spices don't have eleven. Ah, <laughs> uh, how many do they actually have? I think he said it was like six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he, it, that wasn't that wasn't just based on him guessing on it. He was actually he actually had it chemically analyzed. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, and they they could only find six <laughs> or something like that. Mm. <laughs> but you know, he it's just interesting to me just to see it. That's but. interesting to me too. Another show that I got to mention that Joshua Weissman does is one where he actually takes 
some expensive recipes and shows you how to do it on a budget. <laughs> I think you'd like that one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It might give you some ideas for dinner. <laughs> yeah, we get we get we watch um Oh shoot, I can't remember Struggle Meals. That's a mm. that's a show that we watch and basically you know, we pick on you all the time about packets. You know, we're gonna get you a package or well that's Yep. That's a lot of where he saves money is, is by you know, he goes to a restaurant and they give him like four packets of ketchup. Well he uses one, takes the other three home, stores them in a drawer, cuts down his costs because now he's not buying ketchup. Mm-hmm. You know, that type of thing, but I wouldn't buy ketchup anyway. Well, you can use that for other things. You can use ketchup to make pasta sauce, which he's done. You can use it. Most barbecue sauces have a base of ketchup. Most of the tomato-based ones, that is. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there's there's no reason that you couldn't. Although there are like plenty that. other barbecue sauces that have different bases. Yeah, mustard, vinegar. Alabama is the weird mayo one. Yeah. Just weird is the word. <laughs> <laughs> the Alabama white sauce. Yep. They can keep their white sauce, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, so I, I think we, we kind of beat the food to death there, huh? <laughs> yeah, we have. What's next? So next, we all know I'm on Windows. I've been having issues here and there. With, you know, Windows just suddenly deciding, yeah, I'm done. You know, right in the middle of us recording. And uh, one of the things with it. Here we go. Yeah. One, one of the things that, that I recently saw, because I was having problems um, actually working on the videos for YouTube. I was having some problems. So I was like, okay, well, the fan... So I, I have a gaming laptop, which means that there's an additional fan in there for the video processor. And I was rendering videos, which, you know, should be using the video processor. And it wasn't. So I started poking around through the driver and, and through the control panel for it and everything. Come to find out that Windows now c controls whether it's going to use the integrated low power video processor, or it's going to use a dedicated video processor. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Why hmm. in the world would anybody agree to allow Microsoft to control their product? Talk about a stupid move. You know, that, that just saying, yeah, Microsoft knows better than us how our product has been engineered. Hmm. Really? <laughs> I'm like, come on. Because I had it set so that so that the thing was using the dedicated processor all the time. You know, and it makes me wonder, is that why I'm having issues with with OBS constantly crashing? Because Windows is deciding, eh, it doesn't matter that you're recording your screen and you're using your video camera all at the same time, along with audio and all this other stuff. Eh, no, don't worry about it. 
we can go off of the, the low power processor. I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. So I think, I think I actually got it switched. I don't know for sure because you can never tell. Even though I set it in the NVIDIA control panel so that it should be using the video card, the dedicated video card right now. I don't know if it is because Windows hides crap and they don't tell you that they've hidden it. They're just dumb. And I honestly can't believe that NVIDIA would let Windows dictate to them that this is how it's going to be. Just ridiculous. And if it wasn't for needing a second monitor, I'd be using Linux. But the hmm. problem is I can't seem to get the second monitor to work. Hmm. There was only one version of Linux and it was very slow. <laughs> that it worked with. So I'm like, <sighs> so I still have Stop. a Linux partition on here, but I haven't been using it because I mean, I need windows for, for my photo editing. I'm pretty sure I've said that before, you know, the, the photo editing stuff that's available for Linux, just, it's not up to snuff yet. You know, I do need to go back and try some of the open source stuff again, but you know, the last time I tried using it, it wasn't it wasn't as good as what's available for Windows or for Mac. And you know, so I, I need Windows. However, I don't want Windows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I honestly wouldn't mind having instead of having the parti the drive par partition to evenly into two I wouldn't mind having it very heavy on the Linux side so that I'm doing 90% of everything I want to do in Linux and then just going to Windows for video, you know, for, for photo editing. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, you know, with a podcast, it would be a royal pain to try and, to try and, you know, do the podcast with just one screen. Yeah, so... I don't know. I, I I have to play around with it again. Probably not going to happen until next winter or, you know, when the weather's really cold or if we end up with a, a really wet summer, it might happen. But for the most part, mm -hmm. you know, this time of year, as it's starting to get warmer out, I want to be outside and I want to be doing stuff. I don't want to be sitting, playing on the computer any more than I have to. Mm -hmm. Even if... You know, even if doing stuff means just going out and sitting in the backyard with a fire going and listening to the, you know, the water rush over the dam. But I don't know. So <clears throat> just another place where Windows sucks. <laughs> and this has been your weekly Windows complaint. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But so what's next? <laughs> so next we're going back to food. <laughs> <laughs> oh yay! What's this? What are we going on this time? So they were talking about uh, they were talking to some dietitian again, which you know you get you get dietitians that are just like, oh, I know everything there is to know, and you know, uh, it's not it's not the case. I mean, <clears throat> they they have an idea of what's good, but you know they don't necessarily know. So 
they were talking about uh, sweeteners, artificial sweeteners, saying yep. saying that you shouldn't use artificial sweeteners, and this include you know, and they said, they, what was it? sweeteners like stevia and sweet and low, and you know, they named off a couple other things. I'm like, okay, so number one. Stevia is not artificial. Stevia is 100% natural. Hmm. So, you know, that's that's the first thing that set me off. Next. Did not know that, but okay. Yeah. Next, they said, and, you know, they're highly processed. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. You think that you just pick up sugar cane and pour out the sugar? No. It's processed, highly processed. You want natural sugar. You've got to go do things like eat fruit or just go chew on some sugar cane. It's not just going to dump out so that you can scoop it up and put it in your cookies or whatever. You know, that's not how it works. It's a highly processed item, plain and simple, you know, and that's what ticked me off because yeah, sure. Stevia is stevia is fairly new, and I will agree that we don't know the long term effects of it. But to say that it's not highly processed, or that it's highly processed, and sugar is not, that's such a stupid thing to say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lie. We get molasses as a byproduct of processing sugar. We get rum as a byproduct of processing sugar. Guess what, folks? Sugar's highly processed. You know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting so tired of listening to all these, you know, all these doctors and digest. Oh, you got to stop eating highly processed foods. Well, you know what? We aren't getting fat because the food's highly processed. We're getting fat because the companies want to make more money. So they put more fat in it. Not fat's not always the enemy. No, but when you have large quantities of fat. They put more crap in general in there. Yeah, but the, the, whether it be sugar or fake sugar, it, real sugar and fake sugar both make us fat. Well, the only reason that artificial sweeteners do and a lot of things that don't need any sort of sweetener, whether it's sugar or artificial sweetener, has it. A lot of stuff that doesn't need to have it has it. Yeah, but it, the the only reason artificial sweeteners can actually make you fat is because sweetness is one of your body's ways of measuring how many calories you're taking in. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're constantly doing one hundred percent artificial, I say artificial, non sugar. How about that? Because stevia is included. Mm-hmm. You know, you're tricking your brain into thinking that you're taking in more calories than what you are. So what happens is you start to get hungry. So your brain starts to think, okay, I need more calories. So it makes you hungry. So you end up eating more. Or when you do eat sweets, you eat a larger quantity. And by sweets there, I'm talking about when you have something with actual sugar in it. You eat larger quantities because... Your brain is thinking, oh, well, these aren't really calories. You know, so 
you want to reduce your sugar intake, you've got to balance it out. You can't just cut sugar completely because it's not going to work. Your brain is going to need that. And not only that, there are some places where sugars are really healthy for you, such as what you find in some some vegetables and what you find in fruit. Fruit is extremely good for you. Vegetables, good for you. You know, and they have natural sugars. But, you know, the like I said, the biggest problem there is with people getting fat isn't the fact that the food is highly processed. It's the fact that it's got so much fat in it. That's all there is to it. You know, when you have and something... there are cases where fat is good for you. Yeah. You know, and that, that's that's the funny thing. I mean, you you say that, but, you know, there's there's a reason that high-fat diets like you find in the Mediterranean area don't produce a whole lot of high-cholesterol problems. It's because of the type of fat that they're taking in. You know, olive exactly. oil. Olive oil. Avocados. Olive oil is really good for you. Avocados have a high fat, but it's not a saturated fat. And that's, that's the exactly, difference. you know, and, and of course the other issue is trans fat and, you know, supposedly trans fat is illegal here in the United States. Yeah, However, I was going to say from what I've, from what I've seen, trans fats are starting to go away. No, they're not actually going away. You know, what's happened. Hmm. The government has given them a way around it. Because there's oh, something no. that supposedly balances it out. And so if you have it so that, yes, you've got trans fats in there, but you've got this balancing thing, whatever it is, then you can you can say that you have zero trans fats. Any, anything? That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. doesn't seem correct. So, so when you're talking about any fat that is solid at room temperature, such as vegetable shortening has trans fat hydrogenated oil if you see that on the label as an ingredient there are trans fats in it when you read the nutrition label and it says you know you see okay it's got trans fat you read the, the nutritional label says no there's no trans fats it means that they've got something in there to balance it out so that supposedly your body doesn't absorb it blah 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 it's just crap the government put it in is. there. You know, it's more political political stuff. Because Look at us, we're doing care. good. No, no. We're doing good. We're making it so that they can't you they can't sell you trans fats anymore. Except when we allow them to get by it with a loophole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just it's insane. But, you know, that's that's the world we live in. Because people just want to make profits. They don't think about anything else. And we know a lot about loopholes, thanks to a certain someone in this house. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he can hear me right now. Yeah. Although he's probably not paying attention. Probably not. he got his headphones on. But... At any rate, folks... So, uh, I think you heard the music in the background. Yeah, you, you probably heard the music, and it's, it's kind of jam-packed. Good night. <laughs> we'll see you.